Join me, Professor RPG, as I sit down with friends, colleagues, and special guests as we reminisce and discuss role-playing games that left their mark on us. Expect to see all sorts, from western style to Japanese and even tabletop. So stay a while and listen, and let us trigger those memories of tales long since completed. Relive that fantasy you hold dear, and come along with us, adventurer, on this quest into the past. Welcome to the RPG University. Class is in session, and today we're doing things a little bit differently. As always, I'm your host, Scott White, also known as Professor RPG, and this week my assistant, Alex O'Neill, and I are going to sit down and look back and talk about our history with Bandai Namco's Tales of Franchise to celebrate the recent success of the, their latest entry, Tales of Arise. How are you doing, Alex? What's new? Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, a lot of video games right now. Very exciting. Tales of Arise is here. Yeah, we're in a, a great JRPG wonderland now. Uh, we are. We always have been, but more people mm-hmm. have realized that now. Yeah, it's finally uh, this Tales of Arise seems to be doing gangbusters and bringing in a lot of new new fans. So that's always good to see, and even boost bolstering the sales of some of the older entries like Abyss or uh, of like Berseria, Vesperia, and Zesteria, which we'll get into a little bit. But yes. Um, this is a slightly different format. It's going to be more of an overarching kind of our history with the, the franchise in general, not with a specific game in the series, but I imagine we'll touch upon a number of them as we go in lesser detail as we would in a typical episode. But to give an idea of how the, uh, the history of this series, this legendary series, um, we're going to be taking a look at the quote-unquote mothership titles and when they release these won't be this list won't be including spin-offs direct sequels or, or some of the direct sequels um it's just what came up when i searched tales series uh release timeline on wiki <laughs> uh so not all of them most of them are listed i know uh, but we started off on the super famicom well japan started off in the super famicom era with tales of fantasia which was actually the largest Super Famicom cart ever produced. Um, That released in 1995. Two years later, Tales of Destiny would come out on the PlayStation, the original PlayStation, in 97. Its successor would come out in 2000 with Tales of Eternia. The first direct sequel in the series, Tales of Destiny 2, uh, not to be confused with the U.S. version of Destiny 2, which is what they called Eternia. But uh, the sequ- direct sequel to Tales of Destiny, uh, Tales of Destiny 2, released on the PlayStation 2 in 2002. Tales of Symphonia released a year later on the GameCube. Tales of Rebirth would come. Uh, Tales would come back to the PlayStation 2 with Tales of Rebirth in 2004, a game we have yet to get. 2005 was one of the magical years where Japanese players got two Tales games in a single year with Tales of Legendia and Tales of the Abyss, both on PlayStation 2. 2007 saw the release of the Nintendo DS's uh, Tales of Innocence. 2008 saw the release of Tales of Vesperia and Tales of Hearts. 2009 saw the Wii release of Tales of Graces. 2011, Exilia, and 2000, or excuse me, 2011, yep, Tales of Exilia, and a year later, its sequel, Tales of Exilia 2, both of those were on PlayStation 3, then in 2015, we saw Tales of Zesteria, 
and 2016 had its prequel, Tales of Berseria. Then there was a the largest lull in the series release history uh, of five years until this year, just actually a couple weeks ago, with Tales of Arise releasing in 2021. So, lot I'm actually um yeah a bunch of games not listed. Obviously, Tales of Symphonia got a um, release date. This doesn't touch on the kind of um, combined series of like the Radiant Mythology games or Tales of Versus, all sorts of things. But Alex, what's kind of when did you first get into the Tales series? Like, what was your first Tales? I like many people started with Tales of Symphonia, mm. and you know I like I've had many very eventful, faithful count encounters with angelic GameStop employees that have like rec- <laughs> recommended, like made a personal recommendation <laughs> to me. Of like clearly mm-hmm. like this is something that this person has played and really likes, and I'm coming in here looking for something, and and they see this as an opportunity to be like, hey, check this out. You know, kind of like you and I are about other like Cold Steel and things like that. Uh, and one such GameStop employee recommended Tales of Symphonia. I'm trying to think, like, in 2003, what I was, like, coming off of and what I must have asked. Like, I'm looking for I, – I remember, like, I was looking for something longer. Uh, mm-hmm. And th- part of the sales pitch was be like, this is a game with – a GameCube game with two discs. Um, But, yeah, I, I, I bought that and – spent a yeah, very long let's see. time well 2004 was because uh, that's when it made its way over to the west um mm-hmm. it was a jam-packed year like absolute gangbusters we had grand theft auto san andreas released that year half-life 2 halo 2 world of warcraft doom 3 metal gear solid 3 fable metroid prime 2 echoes pokemon fire red and leaf green you had Metal Gear Solid Twin Snakes, Jack 3. I, I must uh, have been coming off of Metro Prime 2. That's probably my best yeah. guess. Sly Cooper 2 was also that year. Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic 2. Metroid Fusion, Spider-Man 2. Splinter Cell 2. Uh, a lot of sequels. Yeah, a lot of sequels. Ratchet & Clank, Up Your Arsenal, Battlefield Vietnam, Katamari Damacy. So, what an absolute rock star of a year. Yeah, that's crazy. I, I was a young man. I'm not trying to make anyone mm-hmm. feel old. But I was, it was what, 2004, 2000? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was 2004. 11. So, <laughs> you know, I was not I was playing a lot of those video games. Sophomore in high school? Sophomore... Yeah, soft, I would have been a freshman and sophomore in 2004 because I graduated high school in 2006. So, yeah, sophomore-ish. Yeah, so you've been around 15, 16. So, yeah, so not I, too much older, but yeah. uh, still young and naive. Ninja Gaiden on Xbox was also that year. I'll say, though, like, Tales of Symphonia was straight up, like, not counting Final Fantasy VII, like, my first real-ass JRPG. Mm-hmm. Like, real... Like grinding, leveling, stats, abilities, yeah, gear, crafting, like the a lot of the what you would come to understand is like the kind of trappings of Japanese role mm-hmm. Oh yeah, um, and I remember, I mean, at the time, I mean, really, the GameCube in general, we 
at the time we didn't know it but this was the gamecube's like first big rpg like nintendo was putting a ton of money behind this marketing because i want to say they actually published it in the u.s it might have been um which i think is part of why we never got the ps2 version uh over here because the gamecube version was published by nintendo in the west yeah that makes sense um um uh, but yeah, Tales of Symphonia was a huge game for a lot of people. I remember it wasn't my first Tales game. The first Tales game I played, I remember renting Tales of Eternia or Destiny 2 and kind of bouncing off of it um, initially. But when Tales of Symphonia released, that's that's when I fell in love with the series. That's when I like, holy crap, because I, I wouldn't own my own copy for years afterwards. But I remember renting this game over and over like renewing it renewing renewing it basically until i finally beat it which was incredibly rare for me um to do uh but symphony was the game that really wowed me and made me fall in love with the series yeah and it's like it's a big adventure you know it's it's like such a such a trip like from where you start to mm-hmm. where you end up and and in a similar way to like Final Fantasy games and and a lot of like the bigger JRPGs I like this was my first exposure to something that was like I think way mm-hmm. way going for like a way different vibe like cuz I was you know when you asked me we were going to record this I I've been thinking a lot about like the the kind of cultural touchstones of all the Tales games like the the thing that they universally all kind of touch on and whereas like final mm-hmm. fantasy is usually more about the end of the world it's always like kind of a doomsday scenario as you would imagine from the name final fantasy uh tales is always like about kind of like a cultural change like almost like a shifting of eras uh like a lot yeah. of the narratives of their stories are about i mean like tales of arise i'm i have not i'm not very far into it but it's like yeah the biggest like in your face of like hey like you know is it like kind of an uprising uh, but yeah, like Tales of Symphonia, this, these kind of two worlds story and Tales of Zillia kind of revisiting that topic. It's a lot less like something is coming that's going to destroy the world and more of like there is conflict and and we need to like deal with it. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. we have to figure out how we're going to coexist, which I have always found really interesting. Yeah, it um, it touches a, on a lot of aspects uh that really I felt changed up or at least at the time I hadn't experienced in many other games. And honestly, there are a lot of elements, especially early game tales of arise that reminded me of symphonia and kind of its plot points. Um, like the one, uh, race kind of ruling over the other, the gemstones embedded in the people's hands. Um, some similarities with that it diverges more as you go on but that was one thing that i uh i was kind of impressed with and took note of especially early on in arise yeah but i forgot about the gemstones people's hands and symphonies yeah the x the x gems yeah uh and and like just there it gets away from like weirdly specific tropes like there's a lot less chosen ones in tales games more of like mm-hmm. an ensemble thing which i appreciate you know like 
versus mm-hmm. Kingdom Hearts is very much like about that main character. This is more like everyone is kind of significant, right? Like they have connections yeah. to to the world and and their story is going to play a role in the main story certainly, but not any of them is like chosen by a god or anything. Like even right. like Colette in Tales of Symphonia, who is kind of like set up to be that character. It's all kind of like a misdirect. Um, and they, they play with your expectations in really cool ways. Mm-hmm. So from Tales of Symphonia, what was kind of the next Tales game that really grabbed you? Like, did you ever pick up uh, Legendia or did you do Abyss? When was the next? So what's the next game that really sticks with you? I played Legendia and I don't know. I don't know when I did. It might have been sometime after Tales of Symphonia. I remember, like, because, you know, this was, like, an epic 80, 90-hour journey for me. It's, like, and it's the first mm-hmm. one of these. Like, you know, really sitting down by myself. And I, I played Symphonia, like, co-op, too, which was really cool. Um, but for the most part, like, actually going through a game this dense, this big, by myself, and, like, getting to the end of it was such a – it was crazy. <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. – Afterwards, I was, like, definitely – I had never played anything like it, and I was looking for something like it, but I, I wouldn't come back around to that for a while. You know, I, I feel like I that's – it would be mm-hmm. years before I come to that. And and then I get to the, the Gamefly era, and I think, like, the next game I really played was Tales of Vesperia. Uh, oh, wow. Which was total luck because I saw on Gamefly I was searching for, like, games like tales of symphonia it popped up tales of vesperia and i i wasn't sure it's like this seems like it might be in the same franchise but obviously it's it's kind of hard to tell and then when i actually started mm-hmm. playing it i was like oh this is the same franchise as the other <laughs> game yeah uh, this is like the most exciting day of my life and then you know i played that game and everybody knows how i feel about that and yeah from there i i, I kind of went back to abyss uh and then just kind of kept going forward that's cool. Now, did were you ever able to um, go back pre-Symphonia days? Play never... Eternia or Destiny or Fantasia? I've not. I, I don't know if like there's a really easy way or accessible way to, to play a lot of those games. Uh, mm-hmm. But I have not touched them. I'd be curious. Like that's We've probably both talked about like a remaster collection of the, the kind of classic games a lot i definitely want to try them just because i'm mm-hmm. i know a lot of them are like pixel based and 2d i'd be curious like how how does that feel combat wise and how it plays and whatnot yeah for sure for sure uh so with vesperia we have an entire episode <laughs> devoted yeah. actually the first episode of rpgu was devoted all towards tales of vesperia so i highly recommend you go check that out but i'm c- kind of doing like a side tangent on it what was it like for you because with tales of vesperia you loved it so much what how did let me how to phrase it what was it like going back to it with the the definitive edition that came out a couple years ago it was weird i like and and we might have talked about it a little bit in that episode of how like you know the voice actor changes is is weird Mm -hmm. and the fact that like there's kind of no consistency even across like a single cutscene things could, mm-hmm. could change around is, is a bummer uh but it was cool to see like i've played that game so many times at this point um 
it was cool to see all the things like I had heard about <laughs> from like I'd heard mm-hmm. about almost <laughs> everything from the PS3 version, and I just I never really sat down and watched any of it because it's like mm-hmm. it would just bum me out basically. Um, so it was cool to like take that hearsay and finally put a visual to it. Um, yeah, and and I was really curious like what they were gonna do with Patty's story and how that was gonna tie into like anything at all. Uh, and I mm-hmm. was curious if they were gonna change like Flynn at all to kind of accommodate him joining the crew. And they, you know, not that they do, but I it was really cool to be able to actually see those things play out. Yeah, um, and shout out to Sam Regal, uh, yeah, for being a fantastic Flynn, and really all the cast was just stars in Vesperia. Yeah. So after really falling in love with Vesperia, were you pretty much hooked on the Tales games from that point? Like I was like I was ready to be, I think. And I you know, like I went back at that point, the next game that I wanted to play because it seemed the most similar was uh Tales of the Abyss. And I managed to mm-hmm. find like that that was like two thousand eleven ish i found like a games gamestop that sold a, a ps2 copy of it and managed to grab it um and that like that game is just it's it, it's a tough one to get through to be honest like yeah I, it I, can be i played i tried to play it three times and the first two times i got like five hours in and then 10 hours in after restarting like a year later and then finally, mm-hmm. I like there's kind of like a real slow period right after like the ten hour mark when when the main character starts to like not act like a shithead, uh, and it's just like not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. I was finally able to kind of get through that and and play a little bit more uh, with the mechanics and stuff. And I, I really like uh, Tales of the Abyss. It's that's like the mm-hmm. most has something to say about the world i i feel like in in some ways yeah uh, it's it's just such a weird kind of sad story uh and even though it's like very kind of slow and and a little boring at times like mm-hmm. it is a really cool game and and seeing that formula f- again in a third game that is very similar to symphonia and, and vesperia uh but has a different approach i was like okay i really like this formula I am game yeah. for whatever comes next. Uh, unfortunately, the game that came next was Tales of Graces, which I do not like. Really? Yeah. What about Tales of Graces? Are you not uh, not a fan of this? This was the big, you know they they drop the the world map, uh, they drop the they cha- completely reimagine the the combat system. Um, mm-hmm. And and to be fair, like this is the groundwork for where they are now, but I I really think Grace's combat is like just miserable, to be honest. Like especially interesting, uh, when you know you play through the whole game and then you get to like the F story, and they introduce mm-hmm. a new combat mechanic that makes everything like way more interesting, like this overlimit gauge or whatever, uh, and mm-hmm. like. 80% of the game you don't have it. <laughs> it's it's just a bummer when you get it and you're like, mm-hmm. "Oh, I feel like you could have introduced this like 30 hours ago actually." Uh but, you know, obviously that's kind of like the the post game that they added with the the mm-hmm. version. 
Uh, yeah, I, I just don't like that game. I don't like any of its characters uh, by the end of it. I wanted to. I think like there are parts where I was in for it, but I just think everyone's so whiny <laughs> in that game in particular. <laughs> and like it fe- just feels like nobody really likes each other um, by the end, even like for the most part. And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I, I was not as fan of it. I think like the biggest thing is like they they're reimagining the combat. I just don't think they had it down there. So when you get into like those big fights, I was just not having a good time. It was a big Interesting. departure, you know. It was definitely a big departure. Um, and I remember, truthfully, like Tales of Graces probably has even up against um, Tales of Arise, which combat I I love and I think it does a great job. I I would almost put, for me personally. Grace is at the is my favorite combat. I loved how oh. kind of dramatic it was, and kind of flexible and customizable. Like it, there was definitely a learning curve to it, but I really, really dug the the combat of it. And while the the story is, it's definitely not my favorite. There are aspects of Grace's F that I think are some of the best examples of what the the tale series can do like their approach to how titles work making titles actually meaningful i absolutely love sure i absolutely love uh that it really gives you an option or options to what you want to invest in in terms of stat growth um skill learning i think tales of arise takes that and dumbs it down a bit it's nowhere near as rich I think as Grace's F title system was, but there's, I just really enjoy just because that's what they, a lot of the tales games will have titles. I mean, that's one of the tales staples. It's also how you get a lot of those, the custom kind of outfits and whatnot, mm-hmm. but it always bothers me. And Vesper is an example of this when titles really add nothing to the gameplay Sure. Okay. So you you and I are on absolute opposite ends of this. Just for Puerto Rico. Okay. I am like okay. I'm very much like the. I was not a fan of it. Like that. I think that's part of my frustration mm-hmm. with like the meta of Graces when you're like customizing your characters, like the the weapon crafting and like all the weird like dumping resources into a single item stuff. Mm-hmm. And that I know they. I think they bring it back in. Zestheria, it might be, and Berseria, but like the like the symbol chart of like strengths mm-hmm. and weaknesses is mind numbing. Um, yeah, but yeah, I I really didn't like like I was very happy with titles being kind of like collectibles that also sometimes equate to, to costumes. I like that mm-hmm. system because it's just simple and there's enough else going on. Uh, I like the more kind of like separated just the skill system. That you just learn from weapon skills. I'm I'm always happy when they go mm-hmm. to weapon skills. Uh, yeah, I I was the the titles being things that you ha- are now related to stats and whatnot. I was not into, and I still I wasn't into. I think like Zillia makes them just kind of like collectibles, basically again, where you just mm-hmm. they're like achievements essentially. Uh, yeah, I think so. And playing off of um, uh, like costumes, I think they were. I think they were handled very much in the same way as they are in Vesperia, where some of them will change your outfit, but other than that, there's no real. Yeah, change. And they're, they're way more associated with like stat tracking and like do fifty of these, do hundred of these. Like it's a lot less mm-hmm. event related titles, which I I did not like. 
either, to be fair. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, I'm I'm happy with where they're at with Arise. I like them being kind of like mini skill trees because it's simple, but it allows them to be kind of like something that you want to work toward. Mm-hmm. Um, plus, like actually giving hints on how to like get some of them, as opposed to it basically being a total crapshoot. <laughs> I appreciate. Yeah. Um, I'm curious with kind of your views on that. What was your take on how art or how titles were handled in Symphonia since they impact stats? I didn't know they impact stats in Symphonia, but it's been a little bit since I played that. Um, I I in Symphonia I kind of think of them in the same way as like just basically costumes. But yeah, I didn't know they they mess with the stats at all. Yeah, they'll give bonuses to certain stats depending on which um. Which title you have? I know, like, up or equipped. I think like maybe Lloyd has like an attack that he can only do when he has a certain title equipped, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I like, I'm I'm just mixed on that. Like, it, I want it to be a thing that is either all or nothing. Like, you know, have a bunch of titles that equate to a bunch of different attacks, kind of essentially where they're at now. Or which is and also what they did in Graces. Yeah, I just don't like the the like each of the the the, like the 20 attack combo tree in graces i think it's terrible i think all the moves are terrible i Mm -hmm. i just don't like how any of the combat feels like it actually straight down to the court like the cc system i didn't like i didn't like how you halted mid combo sometimes it felt to get to your next move i didn't like that was like when they started messing with like arts versus attacks also Mm-hmm. Which again, I I honestly don't think they kind of figured that out until Berseria, uh, yeah, because they dump that in Tills of Zillia. They kind of go back to to what they had before, and then they come back to it in Tills of Hysteria. And I also do not like Tills of Hysteria's combat at all. Uh, so yeah, Zestaria has a lot of poorly implemented mechanics. Yes, exactly. Uh, especially I am a big. I, I'm a big proponent that the crafting system in Zesteria is way too overcomplicated. Oh my god. It's not a fan. Not a fan it, at all. I don't know if it was because it was like not explained well enough or if it was just overly convoluted for no real good reason. But in, for what it's worth, you can make god tier weapons and things if you know how to use it. But it's like melding all sorts of different kinds of weapons and then carrying them over which unlocks additional skills it's like i i'm a big fan of complicated or intricate rpg intricate rpg mechanics that leave a lot of room for experimentation i appreciate that but those systems have to be explained well and zesteria is one of those games where there's a lot of like about zesteria but uh, the kind of crafting and upgrade system is not one of them. I think it was just a little too convoluted for its own good. <laughs> yeah, and and like a big problem with that is you can kind of endlessly infuse stuff together, and there needs to be you need to know when to stop. <laughs> and mm-hmm. and there's just like no real clear message. I I feel the same about like races and and all of its infinite mm-hmm. items like I, those two games zestiria and graces in my heart are very similar and i'm very conflicted mm-hmm. about both of them i like zestiria more i think than graces uh, mm-hmm. by just a smidge um just because i like the story a little bit more 
Um, mm-hmm. But they they have similar problems, and both of those games were when you know Namco Bandai was tr- really trying to totally upheave the the combat system. Right, and they got there eventually. You know, like they they kind of broke from that traditional formula. It just took them a while. Yeah. Um, kind of looking at some of the the spinoff games. Uh, did you ever kind of get into the Radiant Mythology games or anything? I haven't played any on PSP. Okay. I, I mean, I I didn't really have a PSP, so like I feel like oh, okay. most of that happened on handheld stuff. I had like the only handheld Tales game I played of very little bit of by, by which i mean like the first 10 minutes is tales of graces uh, or tales of hearts are mm-hmm. uh, which i just never got around to going back to okay again i i don't play a lot of things on handheld so okay so i guess let's talk a little bit about tales of arise uh what are your thoughts so far i know you you haven't played through much of it yet um so, and I I've played through and beat it. So what 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 are your thoughts so far? So I'm at for your point of reference. I'm on my way to I guess the fourth region. Uh, so okay. I got I got Dohalim, I got Kisara. I assume I have the full the full team now. Um, mm-hmm. And and I just fought like it, it was funny because I, I was thinking about it coming up today. The last thing that happened was I fought the guy the super emo swordsman guy mm-hmm. that just showed up out of nowhere uh vax till dawn yeah vax, you vax totally absolutely yeah. didn't it's vax that. with a sword but yes it's vax with a sword with a very cool sword <laughs> yeah he even gets like a eye scar too he looks so cool mm-hmm. um yeah totally absolutely did not make that connection but yes uh yeah. it was the first it maybe it's because i literally just a couple weeks ago finished yeah. up uh critical role season one that it was still fresh in my mind but it's like kind of dark-haired guy with his like feathered roguish looking armor and raven-like feathers yeah. it's like dude you just vax yeah which I'm... there's people at critical critical role likes uh or the bandai namco likes critical role confirmed if if he had liam o'brien as his voice actor i think that connection would have just like fully solidified oh yeah um but yeah so that just happened and i was i was thinking leading up to that point of like the only thing I was starting to come together of like a criticism was like, we're, we're, you know, we're trucking forward, but I really don't know anything else that's going on anywhere else. Like, I really don't know mm-hmm. like who's plotting out there. So this kind of like introduction of like an actual villainous force that isn't like immediately taken down. I'm very interested. Yeah. I, I, mm-hmm. I like it a lot. I like the characters. I like the, again, you know, in a similar way, there's no, one kind of chosen character but each character is like has kind of a significant mm-hmm. relation to the world but playing this and i, I wonder how you feel about it now mm-hmm. uh like it definitely like reaffirmed my feeling of like wow final fantasy 7 remake probably took a lot out of like the tales book because this game mm-hmm. feels like it's it, it in a lot of ways is going for a similar vibe yeah i guess i uh, i I get like I get yeah I don't know about that like the the focus on bosses are, are kind of like this very different combat than okay the rest yeah of the I combat. can see that yeah the way like sub sub events essentially work is mm-hmm. the same you know like side quests yeah um and just like how 
like the the one thing I, I'll say is like you know this is the biggest budget Tales mm-hmm. game that we've gotten, so I'm not oh hands down or anything, but like it is you know you still get to like a, a cutscene and it's very like stiff walking around mm-hmm. and and, and kind of old school animations and whatnot. And I think of like Final Fantasy VII where everyone's just like very human and and kind of like leans up yeah. and stuff and they're moving and they look they're acting like people and they they're gesturing like people. Uh, so it's like not quite all the way there, but I'm just so happy like how good everything looks and how nice everything sounds and whatnot. Oh yeah, I agree with that. And um, in, in how you describe it, yeah, I see that a lot more. I thought you were complaining like the combat itself, and I was like, I no, no, if I really see it's... that, but no, how it's how like bosses and side quests are and and those things are handled, I definitely get. Yeah, a, that, that's I see a similarity. Like like what you're doing, kind of moment to moment, mm-hmm. and th- especially this game more than any tales before like the emphasis on bosses as like these big kind of multi-phase things with like metered uh health bars and whatnot very cool mm-hmm. um and I, I i like it it's it's fun yeah i think it works for the most part um i think it's interesting how you're locked behind progressing in a fight until you use your special attack i think that's kind of an interesting take yeah um it's it's very especially because heavy, it's you know? yeah it it feels to me like the damage you even do with it doesn't carry over but I might um um but yeah it it's still very fun I'm just as a longtime tales fan um it just makes me so happy to see not only the critical reception it's getting but the sales numbers being outstanding the fact that we are getting a for the what is basically a day and date simultaneous worldwide release for a tales game um there's so much good coming from tales of arise that i hope i'm hoping first off that this means it won't be another five years before we get another mothership title yeah and second i'm hoping that this will garner enough interest in the rest of the games that games like Berseria, like Vesperia, um, and, and even older ones, like, granted, they're harder to play now on console, but Symphony. Maybe this will egg on Bandai Namco to do collections of, like, an HD remaster of the Exilia duology. Or, in my hope, the PS2 games. Like, give us the games that we haven't gotten before. Give us the PS2 remake of Destiny and De- uh, and the legit Destiny 2. Give us Tales of Rebirth. Give us all these other games that we haven't gotten here before so we can enjoy them and learn their stories. And I hope the new fans will go back and experience them and see them at least with some of the same love that I have for them because it is so hard, especially like the PlayStation 1 games. They are so so expensive yeah and they're not they were never available digitally here in the west um we never got the psp port of tales of eternia with that was a uk and japan only release so it's like just i'm thrilled to see arise doing so well and i hope this means that we will finally get some of the uh collections or bundles with some of the older games and new localizations yeah, it's you know it's funny because like the the longtime producer of the the series left just before. Yeah, Hideo Baba. Um, 
and you know he his project unfortunately didn't go anywhere with uh, I think it was with Square Enix. Um, so maybe he he could come back in the fold in, in sometime in the future. But you know we've had this long gap. Berseria came out and was also very different. You know, like to give credit where credit's mm-hmm. due, the whole groundwork for Tales of Arise is in Berseria. Like you can look at that game and see what they wanted to improve and change and they, they yeah. absolutely did it coming into Arise, which is cool. Um and yeah, it's it's just been a long time and that game was already weird and different as is. Uh so now we, we get to this. I'm I'm just curious like what is next. Like it, this being received mm-hmm. well is, is good and I, I think it means like they will continue kind of pushing into maybe even bigger and kind of more bombastic flair ter- territory uh tales mm-hmm. of Arise is definitely a flashy video game uh but it's all it also feels good so it in the same yeah. vein is like final fantasy 7 remake you know it's fun to play and also fun to look at uh which is cool mm-hmm. i hope that after granted outside of some of the vesperia co-op that we've played i never really invested too much time or really had anyone to play tales co-op with um, but after playing Arise, I kept thinking, man, I kind of wish I could play with somebody. Like, with the prevalence and the ease of um, long-distance co-op is nowadays, like that couch co-op, whether it's via yeah. Parsec or Steam Share or PlayStation Share, it's kind of a thing now where you can do it on a system-based side as opposed to needing uh, to do it just as a like a lobby logging into a lobby and stuff together and it makes me wish because the combat is so good in arise that with what they've learned from arise they take it and it's like okay we'll give you co-op again i would like to see that i would too um i it would be cool if they like started it as like this is a co-op game like you know you can play it alone but this is intended to be played together because you know i think of all of the the co-op looter shooter and shooter see i in general stuff happening right now like there's if you took that same kind of idea obviously not like round based combat stuff but applied it to a tales game and like hey like let's do something like the gotham knights game where you know you team up with just one other friend and go be batman and robin or whatever but like let's do that with a long ass jrpg where you're two swordsmen going on an adventure or something mm-hmm. like there's so much room for to tell a really cool story like that like even looking at stuff like it takes two and whatnot like imagine a jrpg that is co-op centric I, I think that could be really cool yeah i think uh, see i don't like i could see it i i think if there was like a separate mode or if they tried it with like a spin-off tales game i'd be much more okay I, with it You'd probably have to as do opposed to for sure. Yeah. Just to test the waters. Yeah. Um I I I of course I'd get it. I get all the Tales games. So but again, I it'd think be interesting you could to play say single player, you know, in a similar vein to what I imagine like the Suicide Squad game from Rocksteady might end up being of like having AI companions like you would anywhere else, or like having this ability to really have people do moves with you and combo together and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Now, my question for you is, like, as someone who's played all of them, do you think uh, any of them could get remade in the future? And which one would you want it to be? 
Honestly, I think the ones that would want to be remade are the ones, uh, like pre Symphonia, um, yeah, like a Tales of Fantasia in the, um, Tales of Arise style. I think could be awesome. Yeah, I think that could be really really cool. Tales of Destiny, which is very sword based and like combat based, I think could be really cool. I'm not to the point yet where I guess I like a lot of the other Tales games. I think Symphonia for the most part has aged really well. And I'm not like, man, I could really go for a remake of this or Tales of the Abyss. Uh, I think a lot of those remain really, really solid. Um, Yeah, they're like simple, but I think especially like in the tail end of those games when you've unlocked. Mm-hmm. A lot of skills and, and whatnot, you can really make things buck wild, especially in like Vesperia and stuff like that. Oh yeah, um, but honestly, like with, I I would rather see the better version or or the best versions of the those games that we never got released instead. Like I would kill for like a Switch port or like an HD version of Tales of Fantasia X uh, Narakiri Dungeon that came out on PSP that had like, that was a, the full version of tales of Fantasia, but with really nice new sprite work. And then it had this whole extra mode, the, the dungeon that you could do that. I always wanted tales of destiny, uh, that eventually got remade with brand new, like beautiful graphics and stuff on PS2, which was using the same engine that destiny two got its sequel had, I'd love those, like an HD version of those. Those are what I would prefer as opposed to like an Arise style or a Final Fantasy VII remake. Style of remake, I guess. First. Yeah. I that's that that sounds right. Especially like I having never seen those games, like that would just be totally mm-hmm. new to me and I, I'd be super into that. Right. Even if they did something like Maybe a little bit more than this, but something like the the kind of Legend of Mana or Secret of Mana remake uh, that is like a little bit smaller scale, like not as big as Tales of Arise, just so it's more mm-hmm. doable. But like 3D and voice acted and brought it into modern standard with refreshed mechanics and stuff to g- go along with the original ones that were there. Uh, I'd totally be there for it. Yeah, and a lot of those things, those styles were kind of done in the, well, at least with... Um, destiny that's kind of what they they did with um tales of destiny um but yeah like strangely tales of eternia never really got a remake it got a weird mmo only in japan but i mean that could be something that i could see be receive a similar like trials of mana smaller scale um remake i could see something like that for sure okay um but yeah, it's just, I, nothing, I love this series, and Tales of Arise did not diminish that at all, and um, the fact that they were able to pull off something so gorgeous in the Unreal Engine, which is a system that Tales has never really touched, spells good things, and I I just hope that they don't try to rush out another Tales game and try and just swim on the coattails or yeah. grab onto the coattails of a rise. This like very clearly benefited from them, like 
taking their time, really thinking. Like, you can tell so much mm-hmm. consideration went into this game. Uh, mm-hmm. Especially as, like, a long-term, long-time fan of the series where this franchise has had so much, like, superfluous garbage in it. And Tales mm-hmm. of Arise, like, does not feel like that. Feels like everything is intentional. Feels like everything is interesting. Um, mm-hmm. Or at least, like, there there is care and thought put into it. Um, and it just it just looks so damn good. Yeah. It it's such a striking dichotomy between the quality and kind of reception of a rise and how quickly they seem to make and then ditch mobile tales games. Yeah. I feel like there's a new Tales mobile game being announced like every year and a half. Yeah, and then they'll last for like a year, year and a half, and then it's on to the next one, and it just slowly fades away. And they're all kind of that gotcha game that touts is like, oh, it's got its own original story, and they do to some extent, but it it's it surprises me. Yeah, I like I, it's got to be like a totally separate division and team, and like you wonder, you know, they're talking about leading into this game like they didn't know what tales looks like in the modern age and if it's something that could continue uh but you know you, you gotta imagine like you're hurting that brand and you're hurting the franchise overall mm-hmm. by trying to push out so many things that are just trademarked as tales uh to the point where some people might associate tales as like just the mobile gotcha games and nothing else mm-hmm. uh and that, yeah. that's a problem you know it, like that's why putting all this time and effort into Arise was a good thing, and it pay. I hopefully it will pay off. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll just have to wait to see, but I I think it's safe to say that I was worried, and I kind of got the feeling, and I don't know if you did as well, that they were putting all their money for the like the Tales series as a whole on the reception of Tales of Arise. Yeah, I definitely got the same vibe, and I'm glad it it went over well. <laughs> Oh yeah, I'm super, glad it went over very, super very relieved well. Of like, thank God I don't have to lose another <laughs> favorite treasured JRPG franchise. I've already had to go through this enough times. No kidding. So, no kidding. Yeah, like it, it, knowing like we have more tales on the horizon is always a good thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But we are not the only ones that have fond memories of the Tales series, so we are going to go around the web to see where others started their Tales journey. First up, we start with user Skittymon-808 from Reddit. They say, I got into the series with Tales of the Abyss on 3DS. My dad made a deal with my sister and I that if we saved ourselves, saved up ourselves for a 3DS, he'd buy us a couple of games. And my sister picked Tales of the Abyss abyss and after and after she said how much she loved it i played it and i've been a fan of the series ever since now i own every tales game that comes out in english except radiant mythology and it's and successfully gotten at least 10 people to buy a game in the series that's the mark of a true tales fan is he's like oh yeah gotten other people to play tales games (laughs) because that's yep all of us are just desperately trying to get people to play them with us I think it's it's any game, any JRPG that has an Tales associated with them, uh, be it Tales or Trails, or Tales of Trails. Yeah. 
all of them. Trails uh, into trails. But, tales into trails, exactly. Uh, but good on you for spreading the good word of the Tales series. Skitty, yeah. uh, if he has all the ones that came out in English, that means he might have some of his real expensive ones, too. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. I, or they. Those, those are some highlights of my collection, to be sure, but they do not come cheap. <laughs> Want to take the next one? Sure. Uh, Dandy Crocodile from Also from Reddit said, My first title was Fantasia GBA, which in retrospect was a bad entry point, but I loved it regardless. That launched a journey to play the rest of the series, and I bought every game at my sort of launch since. Uh, Fantasia GBA. Why is that a bad entry point? It's just a very, very rough uh, port. Mm. It, it is not great, but... I look at it as at least we got an official localization, but it is yeah. a rough game. Yeah, <laughs> it is. It's rough. Uh, they tried to do some of the things they did with like the PlayStation version, uh, but compressed it onto a GBA cart and got a little rough in places. Yeah, that that sounds about right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, next up, we have user Ephemiel uh, from Reddit. They say, "I started with Fantasia, I think." And Symphonia was the game that got me into the franchise. I still remember waking up at like 6 a.m. to play and playing Symphonia all day. Hell yeah. Cry only yeah. got a little further in the story, too. <laughs> <laughs> it's a dense uh, one. Yep, it is a dense one. And I remember waking up early, like on Saturday mornings after renting Symphonia the night before and just spending my weekends playing this game. I, until I beat it. So. I don't know how you felt, especially like with you renting it. I can't imagine if mm -hmm. like when you got to this point in the story, like you were like had to take it back the next day, was devastated. But like when you go to the second world, like the, mm -hmm. the Termina or whatever, not the place where Majora's Mask, but Silveron. Silveron, thank you. Um, all these pronouns. <laughs> Danon. Mm -hmm. Lots of pronouns. Danons, Renons. Um, when you get to that second world and then you get out of that like cliff that you land on and like the closest thing for me was like in Chrono Trigger when you go to the world map in the past and you're like, oh, mm -hmm. everything's different. It's like, this is crazy. Like you go to this, the world again and it's like, this is a whole other planet. It, is, it was the most buck wild thing I've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Of course, they do that trick like four more times in the franchise, mm -hmm. but... Uh, it's still a really cool thing to say. It is... Having gone back and played Fantasia after playing Symphonia, like, years later, how Symphonia and Fantasia are connected just still blows my mind. Like, it's it's so good. Excellent. Uh, you user Lava... I always read the you for no reason. Lava Yuki from Reddit said, uh, Mine was Tales of Graces F. Just after I finished Final Fantasy XIII 2 and was randomly walking around after school this anime style game with a girl and long purple hair caught my eye uh, it was a limited edition box and the clearance sale for like 10 pounds way back in 2011 when I never heard of any of the series at all it was a total random purchase and I ended up liking a lot and it was my first Tales Platinum journey as well uh, that's not Good a, get. that is not an easy Platinum <laughs> um, I went to Japan in 2013 and bought the PS3 version of Vesperia as I was studying Japanese at the time that was my favorite. I had like six playthroughs. Dude, this this is my dude right here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on it and got the platinum on both my PSN counts. I also learned a lot of Japanese kanji and vocab playing this area. Uh, proceeded to play all the other Tales games while I was in Japan and eventually 
passed the JLPP, and one in addition to actual study skills games did help a lot on the side, and were all very fun to play. See, this person lived my dream of playing the Japanese version of Vesperia, yeah. and then using that to learn Japanese, which I should have done, but here we are. Yeah. It's, it's one of those things I've always been like, I'm going to teach myself. That's like high school like dream right there. It's like, I'm just going to get Japanese video games, and that's how I'm going to learn Japanese. Yeah. Like, I had so many friends that were, were trying to do the same, um, myself included, from time to time. But, but yeah, it's uh, good on you. So video games typically don't tell you how to conjugate verbs, so it's, it's mm-hmm. a tough one. <laughs> but I, I appreciate it. This is a great story, though. I love it. Uh, after my own heart with this Tales of Vesperia Yeah, totally. Awesome. Yeah, uh, and understand. congrats. And you heard it here, everybody. Tales of uh, Tales series will teach you Japanese so you can uh, play other games. It's great. Next up, we have user Sexta underscore from Reddit. They say, Tales of Fantasia when I was in high school around 2007. I had watched the anime OVA they released between 2004 and 2006 and liked it, so I went after the game. I didn't finish the game. I quit at the Lone Valley Dungeon, but funny enough, I'm currently playing it. And after getting past that point this week, I can see why I quit. That place is a pain in the ass, and I'm pretty sure I didn't get the rope and pickaxe I needed to complete it back then. After the original frustrated try to get into the series didn't work, I only got back to it a, back to it last year with Tales of the Abyss that I actually finished. And while Abyss is very praised in general, it's probably the one I like the least out of the five I've completed. The game didn't resonate as much with me. But for some memorable things... In Berseria, when Velvet goes back to her village, it gets caught in Mel- Melchior's illusion. It's one of the most memorable to me, and it's really good. From the point, from that point to the end of the game, I realized it had become my favorite in the franchise. And I have to imagine, and I have to mention Yuri and, es- Yuri and Estelle from Vesperia. Amazing characters, both are in my top ten for any game, not only tales or even RPGs. Agreed. Yeah, they're good. Yeah, I, uh, the great pull, the, the Melchior illusion in first area. Mm-hmm. That, that is, and it happens like 35 hours in that game, and it's still heartbreaking, like even way deep into it, and you're like, Velvet's kind of a bad person. Uh, you get there, and you're like, this still <laughs> is awful. What an awful thing to do to anyone. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it is, it's effective because, like, from that point, you're like, yeah, you know what? I'm going to burn it all down. I don't even care. Yep. <laughs> like, this kid's gonna die. I really don't care. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's yeah, it's it's great. Uh, Berseria putting you in the villain role is very cool and it's very fun. Uh, yeah. This brings up a good thing that we should talk about the the tales anime anime, Scott. Yeah. Have you watched and consumed any tales anime? I have not. I have the only thing I've watched is the Vesperia movie. Which is very okay. Good. I have I have watched uh, First Order. Uh, was, I have watched. It's very good. Uh, yeah, I, was, I enjoyed it. Puppy Repeat is uh, best repeat. It's, so, it's great. super cute. I love it. Pleasantly surprised. Cool that they uh, they bring those characters into the definitive edition of Vesperia. Uh, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's the only one I've really messed around with. I there I feel like there's an anime for every one of the games, <laughs> but. Uh, I know there's there's one I want to say for Eternia, Fantasia. I don't think there was ever one for Destiny. No. Um, there was one for Abyss. I know there were like OVAs for Tales of Symphonia, uh, but not 
not a, okay. not a full series. Yeah. Um, and then there's like a full series, like two, like two seasons for Tales of Zestaria, I think. Yeah, Zestaria, and then but it also incorporates things from Berseria as well. Yeah, there's like a time um, travel crossover episode or something. Mm-hmm. I think. Just wild. I just remember them interacting. It was like that's that's wild. Yeah. That has a lot of implications, but I'm here for it. Yeah. Uh, because I also love Tales of Berseria. Yeah. So that was the game that you and I bought. No, it wasn't. It was Vesperia. Yeah, but like we were talking, it was the topic of conversation at the time. It's what got oh, us yeah. talking about Tales. Um, well, the first time I ever met you was we were talking about Tales of Vesperia on our good buddy Pete's podcast. Yeah, but I brought it up because uh, I was was talking about what I was playing, and I was playing Tales of Berseria. Oh, okay. Uh, I, re- well, I just remember shooting you a message like afterwards talking about Vesperia, and that's yes. how we be- became friends. Yes. Because Vesperia. Very good. It'll video. teach you Japanese, and you'll become friends. Yeah, and you make friends with it. Um, yeah. The last comment here from Sitherman, uh, also on Reddit. I was looking for games to play on the 3DS. I just got Tales of the Abyss, was the release title, uh, and a JRPG, so I picked it up and gave it a try. Since then, I've played quite a few of them. Though none of the 2D ones. Uh, I like to refer to the Tales as the best food and not to insult it. <laughs> I enjoy them, but ultimately most of them are just okay to good. Not something truly special, which is fine. Sometimes you just want a Big Mac. But Tales of the Abyss felt like something special. Maybe because it was the first one or maybe because it was actually something special. It's hard to tell with nostalgia goggles, but I definitely retain my opinion that Leaf Fun Fat Rat is one of the best European protagonists ever. I like to see this person very different feeling than uh, I think it was the last person that says Tales of the Abyss is one of their least favorites. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. That's Tales for you. Yeah. You'll find someone that like them or not like them. Yeah. And it makes all sorts of good conversation. I think from that core, like the the middle era, from like I'm probably pre-Symphonia even uh, to. Uh, like Zillia, in that range, you'll find people will pick one of those games and be like, that was yeah. my favorite. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, for me, it's Vesperia. A lot of people, it's Symphonia, uh, et cetera, et cetera. So, yeah, I, I, I understand. And, and maybe it is like something like the, the first one of them. Um, but I, I feel like if you, if you played like one of those early formula-ish games, like playing something like uh, Tales of the Abyss or Tales of Vesperia, mm-hmm. where it's just like a really well-executed version of that formula, uh, you're just going to love it. Yep. Pretty much. They're good. They're good. They're good. All of them have their benefits and their uh, fans and detractors, but all in all, I think the Tales series is has a bright, bright future ahead of it of anime goodness and telling you why friendship will be back gods yeah um and the most and i can't wait da- i love it the most dangerous thing in the absolute world is a roman band of misfits <laughs> like absolutely can topple governments destroy oh, civilizations yeah. absolutely rework the technology of an entire planet like we're talking unstoppable <laughs> well i feel like that's just jrpgs in general for sure sometimes like that applies person, to a lot of them it's 
but Tails is always like a mm -hmm. group of like, what a bunch of weirdos. Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. I hear you. But thank you to everyone who submitted your starting points for the Tales series and memorable moments. I very much appreciate it. As always, down in the show notes, you can find links to the subreddits where you can share your own starting point for the Tales series or memorable moments from the franchise. With Alex and I talking about it, you might be wondering, man, there's so many games. Where should I start? Well, uh, we have some suggestions for you. So, uh, Alex, where would you say would be a good place to start? I, I'm one of those folks that, that is definitely almost always, like, the best place to jump in is now, like, don't hesitate too much. I think Tales of Arise is a great place to start. Mm -hmm. um, especially, like, I'm not too deep into it, but it has, you know, it's very fresh, and it feels very modern, and it also has the the bits of the formula that are left over from, from old that are just great. They're always going to be great, mm -hmm. I think. But if you, just because it is, like, the most accessible one, uh, if you want to try out, like, the kind of staple, standard, old-school Tales formula, it doesn't get any better than Tales of Vesperia, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's one of those two. Uh, and then if you like either of those, maybe dabble with stuff like Zisteria and Berseria and whatnot. What about you? Mm -hmm. What would you say? Uh, for me, I'm going to have to agree with you with Arise, just because it is so easy. Um, mm -hmm. And... It is the easiest to ex and cheapest, or one of the cheaper ways to experience the Tale series right now. Um, and from there, if you like it, go with Tales of Vesperia. I think Tales of Vesperia is a great look at the best of the best example of like classic Tales structure. Mm -hmm. um, I think it takes everything up to that point and refines them to the best possible point. It's just very good. And if you want a more a, an experience and if you like Arise and you find you like Vesperia, my best suggestion from there is to try Symphonia. Um, Symphonia is Symphonia is I think the best like of the original like old era of um tales games it still is like on a 2d plane it doesn't quite look it but it's a 2d combat so you will know if you like symphonia you will know if you will like the earlier games fantasia destiny eternia yeah. um i think those are the three games if you like those three games there's a good chance you will like most of the series yeah that's um true, yes. and all three of those are really easy to find um when you start getting outside of those three especially the ones that are on steam on pc you're going to start getting into more expensive territory so as of right now symphonia vesperia zestaria berseria and arise all five of those are on steam are on pc so those are very easy to play zestaria and berseria play closest to those are the games leading up to where arise is now 
They aren't really indicative of kind of the classic Tales, especially gameplay style, but they are easy to get. And from there, just if you see them, pick them up or play them other ways. But it's a good series to play. Yeah, like uh, Zillia's, if, if like you're really going down the line, Zillia's where I'd go from there. And then you, you can probably skip Zillia too, but, um, you know, check out Grace's, check out Abyss. Uh, they're worth definitely check out Abyss. Yeah, they're worth checking out, and like, they're those two games especially are. They're like you know they're trying stuff like Abyss mm-hmm. especially is like trying a bunch of cool stuff like Fields of Phonons. Field of Phonons. <laughs> like, There's a whole lot. We know exactly exa- where we were going. Exactly. Yeah, we, we both played that game for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. But it, you know, it, like some of it works, and some of it is like tricky to actually pull off when you're playing it. But it's really cool. Um, yeah. you can say the same for Graces and Zisteria as well. So, mm-hmm. and Jade is a badass in Tales of the Abyss. So, yes, one of my favorite Tales characters of all time yeah. is Jade from Tales of the Abyss. Has a Pac-Man belt, so it's pretty nifty. Yeah, <laughs> having fun with so. it, Namco. I love it. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, so let's say you have gotten yourself a copy of Tales, a Tales game. You might need some tips or advice. Do you have any tips for uh for new players for the, to the series? Uh yeah, I like each Tales game has a different way of kind of giving you uh skills, right? I like I really try and spend time with with how it gives you skills. Like something like Arise, it's very straightforward and it's very like you get you see it, you get mm-hmm. it when you have enough points, you, you're done. But like stuff like. Um, Vesperia, you get skills from uh, weapons, so you want to be holding and using a weapon until you get the skills, and then you want to move on to your your more powerful weapon, things like that. Uh, Because by the time you hit the late game in a lot of those kind of early formula games, uh, it is those skills that are going to really completely change how you play uh, if you want to get into that. Um, Mm -hmm. Like in Tales of Arise, you can kind of cancel any move into another... Uh, but in earlier games, only certain moves can cancel into one another uh, to create combos until you unlock the skills to kind of accommodate that. So uh, always craft your weapons, always be checking your skills, and honestly, uh, just settle in for some JRPG goodness. Yeah, buddy. Uh, for me, this was the biggest lesson that it, it took me a long time to really uh, get behind. Um but I found it to be one of the most beneficial. Set your arts hotkeys. Set your shortcuts. Yes. So that you can quickly. So shortcuts basically are you can set combinations usually with uh, the shoulder buttons, depending on the, the platform to trigger arts, the special attacks to be used by your main character that you're currently controlling or other characters in your party. Use them for healing Use them for, like, buffs, like sh- the attack-increasing sharp spell. Yep. Use it. Use art shortcuts and turn off spells. Turn off arts of your spellcasters. Like, if you have a weaker version of a spell, turn them off once you get a stronger one. When you're in bosses, use usually a, it's called an item called the magic lens, which lets you check an enemy's weakness. Turn off... What I like to do now, is, and it especially helped with my Tales of Arise playthrough... Turn off all the arts that aren't the yes. element that the enemy is weak against. Make your life so much easier. 
And then when you combine those with hot or assigning special arts or um, whatnot to the shortcuts, it'll help with damage dealing. It'll help with setting up combos. It will just make your life so much easier. And I wish I had really paid attention and did that when I was younger and playing through the series. Totally. So especially like status effects, like you'll get poisoned, mm-hmm. paralyzed. All, all the worst things will happen to you. I love the healers to death, but they'll never heal status effects. They always prioritize health. So just mm-hmm. hot keying that like status heal, like recover or something, is like always clutch. Yeah. It makes such a difference. So learn from my mistake and set those shortcuts and turn off those arts. Hell yeah. But good tips. W- yeah. But that is going to do it for another episode of RPG University. Kind of different one, but I hope you enjoyed it all the same. Yeah. Thanks for stopping by, Alex. Uh, this is fun. Always a pleasure yeah. to talk to you, my friend. Yeah, especially, I mean, we get to talk about a whole bunch of tales today. I know. We'll touch it a little, little smorgasbord, a little sampler platter. And you can be sure that at some point, all of the games we mentioned will be talked about um, as a as I we have mentioned profusely in this past hour and so many minutes I love the series we love the series and you can bet that we'll be doing full-fledged episodes on each of them but in the meantime you can be sure to check out our first episode featuring the one and only Alex O'Neill as well with Tales of Vesperia and you can check out our episode of uh tales of the abyss featuring darren simmons jr uh also good but in the meantime where can people find you alex online what do you have cooking uh feel free to uh tell the people uh a lot of lot of stuff cooking that uh probably can't talk about right now or i'm just not ready to talk about but for just the usual alfighter 27 on instagram twitter um just check out our, our group streams when they're happening on wednesdays uh and uh that's about it right now. Good stuff. Good stuff. And that is going to do it, everybody. I want to thank each and every one of you for stopping in and listening today. Be sure to rate and review us on your preferred podcast service, as I'd really appreciate it. If you have an RPG you would like us to feature on an episode or a topic to talk about, tweet at underscore RPG University with the hashtag RPGU with your suggestion, or you can share your own favorite RPG directly with me on Twitter at SolidSnake120. As always, everybody, stay safe, stay healthy, be kind to one another, class dismissed.